Welcome to the Dimensions of Greatness podcast. This is your host, Felicia Atlas. It's a blessing to be able to come again another Monday, another blessed day, another day that we're going to give the Lord praise, glory, and honor for what he's doing in our lives. I am excited. I'm grateful. I'm thankful. I'm blessed. (laughs) I am full of the Lord today. I'm just full of his greatness, and I want to offer a dimension of greatness unlike never before. It's going to be, um, it's going to be different today. It's going to be different, different in a good way. Um, so, um, I'm not going to waste much time with small talk. I am excited. I had a great weekend. I hope that everyone had a great weekend. Most importantly, I hope that everyone is enjoying the goodness of the Lord. And if not, I release a miracle upon your life for this week. Open doors, lifted gates, open gates, opportunities, access, authorization, understanding, revelation, just the presence of God to encompass you this week in the name of Jesus in a mandate of greatness that you can possess the land, possess territory and attain the promises of God for your life in the name of Jesus. Let's just get right on into it. I'm excited today, ladies and gentlemen, we have a dimension of greatness for sure. Um, I'm going to um, attempt to disclose uh, some of the revelation that I have because um, God has been dealing with me over the last couple of days. You know that we've been talking about dominion. You know that we've been talking about possessing land. And like I say, some things I don't get until right before I come on to the podcast. And I mean, literally minutes before, but I've been in the presence of the Lord understanding some revelations that he's been sharing as it pertains to um, possessing land, accessing territory, accessing dominion, walking in the authority of the promise of God. Um, If you've been following the podcast, we started out talking about vision for maybe 10 episodes or so. And then um, after we had an understanding of vision, direct sight, seeing like the eagle, the beauty of sight, the blessing of being able to see what the Lord is intending to do, grasping revelations, imparting those revelations into your life where you can lay hold on actual tangible assets, actual tangible promises. Um, And for me to break that down a little bit more, there's a difference between understanding that the Lord is good and the Lord actually being good to you. Um, There's a difference between the Lord, the word of God, your Bible having promises in it and those promises being manifested in your life on a daily basis. So the Dimensions of Greatness podcast, we lay hold on the beauty of the word of God, the promises of the word of God, the good, the bad, the indifferent. It all comes together because all things work together for good to those who love the Lord, to those who are called according to his purpose, to those who hearken unto the voice of the Lord, their God. All things work it work together for good. And if you think about, um, you know, the blessing coming together, if you hearken unto the voice of the Lord, that particular phrase came from the Old Testament as the children of Israel were attempting to possess a land. Ladies and gentlemen, the Lord has given me very, very, very powerful revelation pertaining to 
the promised land. It's not a cliche. It's a, it's a real attribute in the kingdom of God, in the mind of God, in the spirit of God. So we've been talking about vision. We did that. And then we jumped right on into dominion because if you have sight, then what else is there to do except for to possess? If you understand what the Lord is doing, if you can see clearly, what more is there to do than to walk? If you can see further, what more is there to do than to pass through the land. If you, if your eyes are open and the understanding of your eyes have been enlightened, what else is there to do than to run the race with patience? So we're possessing the land. We're taking dominion. And we've been talking about that through a different route that I was not expecting the Lord to offer, but the Lord said to do this through breaking down the 12 sons of Jacob, the 12 sons of Israel. Now, the 12 sons of Jacob, the 12 sons of Israel are two different glories, two different anointings. Jacob and Israel are the same person. How many know I've been talking about this since the beginning that the number two always represents impartation. So there's an impartation anointing through the name Jacob, and there are blessings and impartation anointing and giftings that come through the name Israel. Israel is a place. You can get on a plane right now today and travel to Israel. Israel is a real place. So in God, we all have our identity and then we have our territory attached to that to that identity so the reason that we're not possessing land if you ask someone what what land have you possessed what land has god promised you and see what they say it'll actually enlighten you into um, how the Lord is moving in the lives of, of different people in different ways. But the real true blessings are always attached to, excuse me, the real true blessings of God are always attached to territory. Promises are always attached to land because the land actually signifies your original purpose. When God speaks of possessing a land, he's saying possess the originality of your creation, the original meaning for who you are, Lisa, the original meaning for who you are, Billy, the original meaning of why you were born, Sarah. And that's what he says, what he means by land. So through this podcast, we break down a lot of revelations. We're going to get into next week. We're going to jump right in because I have a beautiful, beautiful revelation today. I'm so excited to share. I even want to release prophetically over the lives of the listeners that you can walk and possess the land and, and um, lay hold on the promises of God. So God said, break it up into the 12 sons of Israel. So um, 12 sons of the land. Israel represents the actual territory. Jacob represents the person. And so he changed his name to say, I will make you, a, I will give you this land. Your seed will inherit this land, this original purpose, because it's going to filter down from generation to generation, even into Jesus, even into the coming of Christ, even into the end of times, even until just the complete fullness of who God is, the purpose of Jesus, how he's our savior, how he, how he is our salvation, our deliverer, all of it goes together, all of it ties together and to walk with God. And to have a relationship with God and to be saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost is one thing. But to understand the purpose behind all of that is a whole nother dimension of greatness. So let's just jump right in. 
like I said, um, I am in a great mood and I am excited about today's word. Today we're talking about some greatness. <laughs> I almost got ahead of myself, but I pulled it back. I pulled it back. So let's recap. So last week we talked about entering through the gates of promise. That was the title of last week's episode, entering through the gate, because we were talking about the second son of Israel. His name is Simeon. He's the second born. He was born in hatred. Leah said, God has heard me and she's given me a son. I will name him Simeon because God has heard. But God has been showing me some powerful things since last week. And he's broken down this revelation even more. And it is powerful. It's wonderful. Everyone has a promise. You, me, your mama, your daddy, your cousin, your we all have a promise even when we're not saved. That's why the point of redemption, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ is always to return us back to that land, back to that original purpose. So dominion and possessing the land is possessing your truth, the truth of why you are here to please God, that the kingdom of God will be fulfilled on earth as it is in heaven in that way, to fulfill that purpose. We all live every day and we feel like we're we're fulfilling a purpose. But if we're not in God, we're not possessing the land. We may be possessing a land. We may be occupying a land, but there's a difference between occupying and possessing your original purpose. So that's what we're going to do. Last week, we talked about entering through the gates. The symbol of Simeon's flag has a gate on it. That gate represents Shechem. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it represents Shechem. Now, um, get your pen and paper. We're going to talk about some deep and mighty things today. So Shechem represents the shoulder and that's what it stands for. The shoulder, the shoulder represents government, everything in Christ, everything seen, everything invisible, everything unseen it has a principality of power. Everything we do, even the fact that you swipe your debit debit card, that process, that banking institution, all of that comes under a governmental structure. Every time you spend a dollar, that money comes from a governmental structure. Every time you go visit a doctor, that ability to go and see a doctor legally comes from a governmental structure. Everything you do, your food in your refrigerator has to be approved by uh, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. That is governed by the government. Everything we do is under government. I just want to make that clear before I get into this. Okay, so government is is important. It's very, very important. So Simeon is the second son. So I talked last week about John 10 and 10, that the thief cometh not but to kill, steal, and to destroy. I come that you might have life and life more abundantly. So God is saying he's coming that we might have life and life more abundantly, but he says that he is the door. You must come through the door. So last week we talked about access and the gate of Simeon. So the gate of Simeon is on his flag. Everyone knows, if you don't know, let me just briefly tell you, Simeon did not fully possess the blessing. All 12 sons, Reuben, you know, from Reuben to Benjamin, they all were allotted or entitled or had an inheritance of a blessing. And in this episode, we're going to break down the blessing, the promise, the territory, the power, and how those four gates all represent something different. But today is a blessing, a release of um, blessings and promises and lands, if you will. So just, um, just brace yourself. Okay. Okay. So, um, the, second son, Simeon, uh, God is saying that he is the door. Jesus is the door. He's the way he's the truth. He's the access. He's the authorization. But he took me back to where this authorization began. Simeon was, he didn't fully attain the blessing like his brothers did because he went into a place called Shechem and he caused an uproar. He killed people. He took their belongings. 
he killed um you know because they defiled his sister the, the little sister dina and so him and his brother levi were not too happy about that and we're going to get into levi hopefully next week if the lord says the same but um levi has very very powerful powerful structures anointings revelations and it's just going to be a great 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 teaching um once everything comes together you'll be able to understand what god is saying in this hour for your life for your ministry for your business everything's going to come together beautifully okay so simeon did not fully possess the blessing because he went out of order governmental order the number 12 represents governmental order that's why jesus when he came on the scene, the first thing he did was he chose 12 because 12 is the number of God's governmental order to establish a purpose. Remember what I said, the land is the original purpose. So God said in the mind of God, 12 represents, I'm going to establish the original purpose, 12 sons, 12 disciples. Okay. So Simeon, the second son went out of turn. He got out of order. He, his father said, uh, cruelty is, is in your, is in your blood. You will not inherit the land. But so the portion of his land was in Judah, but we'll talk about that later. So, um, but the name Simeon means to hear. So although he hindered his blessing from complete and full manifestation in his life, his name still means God hears. So there was still a special grace on Simeon to hear. And I talked about the last two weeks, how Joseph, when the brothers came to redeem themselves through the famine that they were experiencing in Canaan and they went to Egypt, they didn't know that Joseph was the governor. <laughs> so this is all about governmental order, governmental structure to receive the promise, to receive the blessing. Many territorial promises concerning land are wrapped up in the brother Simeon, the second son, the second Simeon, the second son is always going to represent a promise. Promise is a spiritual system. It's designed to welcome access authorization to design a purpose. Remember that the promise is the spiritual system. It's designed to welcome access and authorization to your purpose. Some people are trying to do this and that they don't have any peace. They don't have happiness. They don't have understanding. They don't have a strong root. They don't have establishment in that particular thing because they're outside of the system, outside of the governmental order, outside of the promise so that they cannot fully attain the new Testament. Paul talks about Peter talks about obtaining the promise were heirs of the promise and then the blessing governs that promise the, the promise legally connects you to the blessing it's like the contract the blessings are stored away in this big big ginormous endless innumerable bank account and then the promise is the contract that says who can withdraw money on this on this account who can use this atm card who can write a check on this account and the promise is the legal authorization to attain that okay so when you want the blessing you seek god for the promises of god the promise was established through the 12 tribes so Simeon represents promise God hears Leah says that Jacob hated me and God knew that and God gave me a son so the whole life Simeon is wrestling with the spirit of promise and a spirit of hatred we're always as children of God rep wrestling with the spirit of promise the covenant of Jesus Christ being our Lord and Savior in the spirit of hatred the enemy trying to kill steal and destroy we're gonna wrestle with that from this day until the end of time okay every power has a reference point Every promise has a reference point. So you have to remember that we're just going back to the reference point to initiate the governmental promises access through the gates. We want to talk about the gates. This is what Simeon represents as a second son. He represents the gate. The gate means an opening, a door, a city or a portal. So God is saying 
through Simeon, through the second anointing, the first anointing was creativity. So you have your creative anointing. You know the logo for your new church. You have the logo for the new daycare. You have everything designed and established. You know where you want it to be located. You have everything figured out creatively. I, God lets us do that. God lets us design the beauty of how we want to fulfill the promise. But then you have to go through the gate of the promise. There's access to establish it. Then you have Levi, the third son that represents something totally different <laughs> that we'll talk about next week. So the promise is the portion, the power, provision, communication, eloquence. Why is the promise eloquence? Because the promise can't be broken. So the, it's not eloquent in its delivery. It's not eloquent in the way it sounds. It's not eloquent in the way it looks. It's not fancy. It's eloquent and it's unde- it can't be defeated. It's eloquent because it doesn't make any mistakes. It's eloquent because it's intelligent. The promise is very boastful. The promise is very sure. The promise is very confident. So it's eloquent in that way. And then the access is the availability and opportunity to enter in. What is authorization? It's permission to operate within a particular power. You may be in the room, but you don't have the microphone to speak. So you're in the room. Once you get access, you're inside the promised land. But if you don't have the anointing of authorization, you don't have permission to move freely. You can't move about because of the governmental order. So you have to have that anointing placed on your promise as well. And so in the book of Genesis, I'm going to go back to the very beginning. The first mention of Shechem, the first mention of a promise, the first mention of a blessing was mentioned to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12 and six. Abraham passed through the land. Abraham passed through the original purpose. Abraham passed through the land unto a place called Shechem. When you understand your original purpose, when you understand the land, when you understand dominion, when you understand why you speak the way you speak, why you walk the way you walk, why you're smart, why you don't understand math, but you understand science, why you don't like to write, but you like math. When you understand these things, you come to the place of Shechem. You come to the governmental authority to understand how to operate in the land through governmental structure. The government has to allow you, the spiritual government has to allow you. Now watch this, ladies and gentlemen, it gets good right here. Okay, so Abraham is passing through the land, the place of Shechem. Shechem means government. He's passing through the original place of government. He's passing through his original purpose unto the government. So he's going through the original purpose. God has called him. Abraham, you're going to be a father of many nations. That's the original purpose. Boom. Then he goes into government unto the plain of Moray. What is the plain of Moray? The plain of Moray is a place filled with hills, okay? Um, let's just get on into it. It's a place filled with hills. Um, since we don't have much time, we're gonna get right into the word of God. Um, so God did not promise Abraham the blessing until he reached Shechem. Joshua 24, Joshua is the man of God that took the people into the promised land. So you have Abraham, then you have a couple generations later, the people have been brought back into captivity, but God is trying to bring them back to what Abraham originally said. God is trying to bring us back as the children of God, back into what Abraham originally was told, the original purpose. We're trying to get back to the blessing, back to the promised land. Joshua 24, one and says, and Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel together to Shechem, to government. And he called for the elders. He called for their heads. He called for their judges. He called for their officers. And he presented, they presented themselves before God. And Joshua said unto all the people, thus saith the Lord God of Israel, your fathers dwelt on the other side of the flood in the old time, even Terah, even the father of Abraham, even the father of, even the father of Nacor, which Terah is the father of Abraham, 
and Nacor. And Nacor is Lot's father, I believe. And they served other gods. And I took your father Abraham from the other side of the flood and led him throughout all the land, all the original purpose of Canaan. I led him through all the land of Canaan, all his original purpose. I showed him the magnitude, the momentum, the maximized power of his ability. And I gave unto Esau Mount Sire to possess it. But Jacob and his children went down into Egypt. So this is how Joshua, and then it, it just read Joshua 24. It talks about all of the promises. Joshua 24 is loaded with promises. And so this is right before Joshua passes away and before the judges come. Now, this is very important because God is saying to get the second phase of the dimension of greatness, which is royalty. We can't discuss that right now because we're only on the second of 12 sons. When we get through the 12 sons, we will talk about the royal anointing and how that came and how that came about and how God wants to release it to his people to establish the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. Joshua 24, 32 says, the bones of Joseph, which the children of Israel brought up out of Egypt. These are the bones of Joseph, one of the 12 sons of Israel, brought them out of Egypt and they buried the bones, the bones, the structure, the foundation, the bone represents foundation, structure, strength, purpose. They buried them in Shechem. So the promise, the governmental structure is still in Shechem. It's still there. And God is saying in this hour, my people have to come back to this promise, to this understanding. They buried the bones of Joseph in Shechem in a parcel of ground which Jacob bought of the sons of Hamor, the father of Shechem for a hundred pieces of silver. And it became the inheritance of the children of Joseph. So the children of Joseph inherited Shechem. Now, the reason that Simeon, the second son, who was the son of promise and represents promise, accessing a gate authorization in the gate, entering in, coming into. Listen, when, when Simeon was born, things were not supposed to happen the way they happened. But because of Shechem, the governmental place where God was going to do something very beautiful, but he went in and caused death there. So he never really possessed the land. And like I spoke about two weeks ago, you never jeopardize the blessing. And in this hour, God is saying prophetically, there's going to be three modes of transportation to travel through the promised land, to travel through your original purpose. And they're all powerful blessings. Number one is government. Number two is economy. Number three is market. So you have the government, you have the structure, which God is giving you. And when God gives you a governmental structure, the government that we serve under the Democratic Party, the Republican Party, none of that has anything. It does not outrank the government of God. God will allow his heavenly system, his heavenly structure, his spiritual capabilities. And God is also saying, be careful how you operate in capability and how you operate in function, because there's a different glory and splendor and operating in a capability, which is your ability and, and, and the, the capable, you're capable of fulfilling a thing through an ability that God has given you a talent, a gift or calling, but the function of it has to be right. So we, we take our capabilities and we're gifted and we don't understand why we have the calling and the promise, but it's not coming to pass because it's not functioning properly within that particular government. So you think that, you know, you're doing things the way that, that you see fit, but God said, if you change it and if you pivot and if you let your net down on the other side, your blessing will re be released through that governmental 
um, direction through the government, the direction of that governmental permission, if you will. Okay. So that's what he's saying. One government, two economy, three market. Your blessing is directly connected to dominion, but you cannot possess dominion without government economy and market. The bones of Joseph, Joseph is the governor. Joseph is the only, and then what people don't also don't realize Joseph is a prophet. People just say he's the governor. Now, if you have a prophetic anointing, match up with a governmental anointing, you're undefeated. You want to know why? Because under that governmental structure, you have the word of God going forth. Joseph interpreted everything. There's nothing that he could not interpret, but his interpretation was for multiplication. It was for increase. It was for growth. It was for land. I mean, he governed the world system. How can a man of God govern the system of the world? He governed Egypt. That's what Egypt represents. And God is saying for you to break forth in this hour in the system of the world as a child of God, as a man of God, as a woman of God, as a trumpet, as a mouthpiece, as a healer, as a deliverer, as taking a people into a new administration. You need to have the governmental anointing, the economic anointing, and the market anointing. Now, if you read, um, I don't have time to get into all of those three. We're going to get into them more next week. But there's so much here. But I haven't even gotten into the word of God yet, you guys. That was just a little... Um, foundational thing. But um, every power has a reference point. Every promise has a reference point. There's a system that governs promises. Remember that. Remember that when you read the word of God, when you study, when you pray, the reason that our prayers are answered because they align with the governmental structure. They align with the governmental system. When they don't get answered, they're not aligning. God cannot go outside of his own creation. He does not go outside of his own word. He does not go out uh, outside of his own promises. The word of God is sure and steadfast. It can not be moved. It is unmovable. It's, it's, it's always abounding. The word of the Lord is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. There's nothing that God cannot do in his word. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Let's just get right on into it. Psalms 24. <laughs> so the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. I'm going to read this and then I'm going to break it down. And the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Number two, for he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? He that had clean hands, a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. He shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face. Oh, Jacob. Oh, Jacob. Selah, lift up your heads. Oh, ye gates, be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads. He says it twice. Oh, ye gates. He's representing Simeon. He says it two times. Even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory, Selah. Now, God was showing me over the weekend. This is so powerful. Before you get a royal anointing, which is what happens when you fully possess a land and you take a territory, the next thing that happens is you can rule in that land. And, um, oh, this is just so good. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. These are four dimensions of um, opposition that attack us or try to hinder us when we are in a position to possess land. Now, 
The word hill in this means promotion. Who shall ascend into the promotion of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? God is saying in this hour, it's the time of promotion, but you have to do it through the governmental system. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world that Joseph was governing, the world system through Egypt, and they that dwell therein, meaning there's no governmental system. There is no governmental structure that God cannot give us dominion over. The Bible says, for he hath founded it upon the seas. What are the seas? The seas are the spiritual capabilities in God. He brought the sea to the land where your spiritual capability will meet your earthly function. Remember I said the difference between capability and function? So he founded, the fullness of his power upon the seas, upon the spiritual capability. If you read Genesis chapter one, you'll see it all there. He established it upon the floods. What floods? Oh my God. I just read about the floods in Joshua chapter 24. When he told, when Joshua was telling the people of Israel that he brought them over after the flood, he brought, he, he, des, he decided to um, divide two different promises. He says, I had Abraham before the flood and now I have the children of Israel after the flood. So the flood is very significant. He established it upon the floods, two different dispensations. Who shall ascend into the hill? Who shall ascend into the promotion of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? He that understands the gate, lift up your head, O ye gates, be ye lift up ye everlasting doors. The king of glory shall come in. Now, David is a descendant of Judah. And if I had time, we're going to do Levi and then we'll, we'll get into Judah and uh, um, a little bit later. But if I had time to break down why Joseph is mentioning, I'm sorry, why David is mentioning the gates of Simeon. He's speaking of the promise because he knows that I've established this land of Shechem, this governmental order of Judah, my forefather, the land of Simeon was given to Judah. So it's encompassed by praise. And he's saying that I am a king because of that promise of Shechem. I possess the governmental allowance of Shechem through Simeon, even though I'm a descendant of Judah because Simeon forfeited his governmental power and it was released to Judah. Now I am the generation of them that seek him. Verse six, seek thy face. O Jacob, Selah. This is the generation. He shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek that face. So God is saying in this season, as we seek the face of God, we're going to receive the governmental structure, the economic structure, which will expedite products and resources and merchandise. And then there will be a market influx of traffic and opportunities to the people of God this season by the faith of Joseph, Hebrews 11, 22. By the faith of Joseph, when he died, he made mention of them departing of the, of the land of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. These bones, this structure, this governmental order is still intact. The bones of Joseph are still in Shechem. All we need to do is possess the promises of God and operate in the governmental system of God. And then we will possess the land. Ladies and gentlemen, I have so much more to share, but I have to go. Have a blessed week. Have a dimension of greatness. Thank you for joining me. See you next week. God bless you. Bye-bye. <laughs>